Hello and welcome to Hello Governor of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah and my guest today is, introduce yourself. Hi there, uh, my name is Jonathan Leon. I'm a voice actor. <laughs> so first question is the obvious one. How did you get started? Oh, uh, okay. <clears throat> right, right, right. So uh, it started all the way back when I was a wee lad in, uh, it was like probably the summer going into eighth grade, maybe seventh grade or something. And, um, I usually went to like some sort of summer camp, like sea camp or something, you know? And then at one point my, the summer came and my mom never like said anything. So I was like, all right, cool. I got a free, a free, uh, little summer. And then out of nowhere, she's like, oh, hey, I'm making you join a theater camp, by the way. And I was like, I genuinely thought it was a joke. I was like, ha, that's funny. And she's like, no, for real. And so I ended up doing that for the summer and I loved it so much. So I studied theater all the way through high school into college. And then once I got into college, I also um, got into other aspects besides theater, like film. And I started diving into voiceover. And then after I graduated, I kind of just fully committed to voiceover. It also helped that it was basically like right right when COVID hit. So that was really the only work that was out there, which kind of helped that pushing. But also, yeah. That's and that's where I am today. And what do you love and hate about what you do? I mean, that's such a that's such an interesting question for someone who has the privilege of doing what they want to do, right? Like, I love that this is. I love that when I'm in there, like time feels different. I love. I just. I love just being in that booth and performing. I feel like I'm just uh, like a performer by nature, to be honest. Whether it's like music or dancing or whatever, like I just love performing. So. And especially in an intimate place, like having my own place to just fully do it feels so great. But, um, I mean, with voice acting specifically, um, not a not a lot of the the big things that we think always pay as much as we would like, you know. So a lot of like even like bigger voice actors are still like in these like tiny like apartments and stuff, which is crazy, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you look at those anime residuals and you're like, wait, is this it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like some of the like the most like like well known famous things that you can think of. You would think like, oh man, all those years. Like even they're like, yeah, like this is all I got paid for it, and it's like crazy. Yeah, man. It's it's uh, one of those things where you know, for the longest time, I used to believe that you know a lot of these anime voice actors were making like a lot of money because like you're in these like right. big shows or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you find out it pays next to nothing, and it's like yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, unless you're unless you're like a main character in a show and are constantly being like reoccurring, like being in an anime, unfortunately, is is not. It's much more of a a gain in other ways besides financial. You know, I mean, it's good exposure and it teaches yeah, you how absolutely to, how to you know. It's it's like anime. It's anime is um what what did Laura Laura Bailey call it? It was like voiceover boot camp because it teaches you pretty much everything you need to know about voiceover in general. So yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. So you know, speaking of speaking of anime, like, how did you take to dubbing? Was it easy or was it hard? Mm, I think I had a little trouble at first because one thing that I feel like I had a lot of free, like acting on theater or acting on like camera is so much more freeing because you have the ability to set your own tempo, right? And that's I think my biggest takeaway from going into dub is like. I have to manage to, it's like acting with limits because I have to manage to be able to perform, but it also has to be within the restrictions that they're giving me, which is the the lip flaps need to move like this and you can't go faster than this. If it's too fast or too slow, we need you to do it again, you know? 
<laughs> so it's like being like the realest possible performance that I can while still being quite like limited in some ways. Yeah, it's it's uh, very challenging because you're like, okay, you got to match the lip flaps and you got to make sure that, you know, you give a grounded performance in the short amount of time. Go. Correct. Yeah. And especially with um, especially with like smaller animes that don't really have a lot of money or budget, like if the clip works, they're going to keep it. They don't really care if it sounds great or if it's your best performance, which I mean, it's 100 percent fair because they don't have the time to. But like they're just like, all right, that's good. We're, next one. <laughs> Sometimes it was like, dang, that was not good, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like, you know. That's why, and that's sometimes... why English that's why English dub gets such a bad rap sometimes, you know, it's because you're getting these like persons like first time doing this line or like first time even reading this line. It's it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean they just don't have the time to to, you know, get get the performance right sometimes and it's kinda like Yeah, yeah we need this done by xyz you know it was if it works it works and if it doesn't then oh well (laughs) right yeah Mm -hmm. so i get moments where sometimes the lip flaps don't match 100 percent, and it looks weird and it's like okay but like there there's really not much you can do about not much you can really do about it because it's like you know hey we need this done really quick especially nowadays with like simul dubs and you know they need the content yeah, yeah, Twitter, uh, quicker so yeah mm-hmm. yeah and uh you know how did you get involved in heavenly delusion uh so uh during covid i made my own voice reels i made myself a, basically like a beginner commercial reel and a beginner like character reel and i just sent out my my information, my resume, my like my reels to a bunch of different agencies, and I only heard back from one, which is my current agency, CESD, and um, they're just very heavy hitters in the anime industry um, for casting at the moment, and so I was very lucky to be able to join a place that had such resources, and you know, so then eventually, I started, you know, just a doing all the auditions that they were giving me, and then with my voice, you know, that it's it's a pretty like pretty pretty real little boy voice even though like I'm, I'm 27 years old you know like so but they like the fact that I can give them that realness that rawness and then like not have to worry about working with a kid or like not have to work worry about someone who's making that voice this is just my voice you know I think that appealed to them a lot and does it feel weird like being the main character or are you used to it I think it was kind of weird at first. <laughs> yeah, I think it was kind of weird at first because, especially for like an anime, just because, I don't know, in my opinion, there are not a lot of boys, I feel like, in that range, like uh, like age-wise, that are like the main characters, with the exception of like, you know, like My Hero and like stuff like that. But even, but other animes that have boys that young, even their voices tend to be a lot lower, even though they're like, technically the same age but it was interesting to see this opportunity i think it was kind of just like the the a lucky a lucky star you know i think i happened to be at the right place at the right time for this one yeah uh it's interesting you mentioned that because um now that i think about it like a lot of a lot of shows that that feature like protagonists who are around that age like cast people who are like in their like mid 20s to late 30s and they always sound like they're like guys <laughs> so you end yeah, up with this yeah, whole 100%. with this whole dichotomy of like oh how old are you oh i'm 15 and the guy sounds like he's like 40 <laughs> yeah 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 exactly exactly <laughs> and you know 
does it feel weird like listening to yourself and stuff or are you used to it no i think i've i think i've gotten used to that i i know that's something like a lot of people like have to go through once they first hear their voice and stuff but i think working in a like because i have my in my personal booth like i have headphones and everything and when the mic's always going and you're always getting like a little bit of constant feedback of what you're saying and what you can hear yourself basically you you know and after doing that for you know a couple days maybe a week or so like you'll get over it really quickly you know no, oh, that's interesting. So you know, you're you're um, pretty much used to uh, listening to yourself at at some point, so it doesn't really bother you that much. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we in in our heads we hear ourselves differently because we can hear the the vibrations going through our skulls and stuff. But like, if you're having like real time feedback of what you're hearing through just your ears, it's it gives you like a very realistic like like sound. You know, you're like, okay, this is what I actually sound like as opposed to like what I'm hearing, and it's not that much different but it is a little bit different and you know do you keep up with any of the the shows you've worked on uh like like watching them yeah you know do you watch any of them yeah yeah i tend to watch all i've tend to yeah i'm pretty sure i'm caught up to all of them at the moment yeah yeah i end up watching everything that i do with the exception of one uh i did drop that one unfortunately right when i died because i just kind of don't want to see the death but i wasn't like super crazy about the story or anything so i was like okay like i'm good thank you (laughs) i did my part i don't you know i don't need to watch any more of this (laughs) i was just kind of more curious on how it looked when i did it you know (laughs) yeah uh so you know you're you're one of those actors who like watches the entire show you know it's not just like your parts and and there you go yeah no for the most part I, i i do do all of the shows however i think i've been really really fortunate in the fact that i I genuinely really enjoy the ones that I'm in. Like Tokyo Revengers is an like, amazing show. Like I think Heavenly Delusion is a phenomenal show, to be quite honest. And I'll, obviously, like I'm biased because I'm a part of these shows, but like other people tend to agree. Like I watch with my roommates, and like they both like, oh yeah, these these two shows are like really good. You know, like these two shows are big shows in the past like couple years. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I think I've also just been lucky to be a part of good shows. It makes it easier to watch them, you know. And you know, out of all the characters you've played, which one would you say was the t- which one would you say was the toughest? The toughest, ooh, um, probably probably dropped from from Goodbye John Gleese, which was a G Kids film that I worked on, um, just because they wanted me to go younger, and I'm already used to being on the younger end of what they're looking for so it was interesting to be they were like yeah we need like younger mannerisms and i was like oh damn okay like let's do it when you say younger mannerisms what do you mean by that um just a little bit like the way that they talk you know like like the teenagers and middle schoolers they talk a little bit differently and like their inflections and cadences sometimes it's a little more like whiny sometimes it's a little bit more like I don't know. You'll just notice like kids talking in like almost like I guess cadences is the best word I can I can put it to it. But, you know, they they were like, you sound too old for this boy right now. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I'll try to try to be a little younger. Like, yeah, he's 14. You know, you have to sound like, you know, you're 14 again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're like, your voice sounds like your voice sounds like you're 14, but the character doesn't. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I, I get that. Yeah, and that's interesting. I never thought about like someone being like, "Oh yeah, you know, you need to, you know, you sound a little bit like too old for this character. You know, you need to like, you know, 
age it yeah. down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's interesting because like I think me as a twenty seven year old like you know person like I'm very like mm, what's the word I'm a little bit like reserved ish I'm obviously you know I'm I would I would call myself an extroverted introvert I know everyone says that but like you know I prefer to be by myself a lot and I'm, I tend to be a lot more chiller like low energy so going to like your default being a little kid is so interesting you know because sometimes I can feel the age creeping in and I'm like damn this is I need to be younger you know <laughs> it's like you know, you know you're you know you, you have to tell yourself like oh man i i'm playing you know a teenager i can't sound like a a, a guy a, you know a late 20s guy doing like a teenage voice yeah yeah i'm like i can't sound like i've been struggling in la for the past five years you know like <laughs> that hasn't happened yet in this person's voice like we need to be able to feel the the the, the belief the dream <laughs> And have you met any of your other castmates? Um, so I met Anjali. Uh, we but we've only met during passing by. So like either after after their um recording session, I'll be I'll be next, or after mine, they'll be next, or whatever. And we've said like hi, and we've talked, and we I think we both have very high regards for each other, which is very nice. I think that they do a phenomenal job in um heavenly delusion obviously and um but other than that that's the only other person i've met i've met so ironically enough my roommate is actually pretty good friends with Zeno robinson and Zeno plays so many characters in anime he's, a, he's one of the biggest people right now too so i've met him a couple times because he comes over to parties or hangs out or whatever which is always really cool but other than that it's it's kind of a very solitary is a very harsh word but you know it's not as like collective as like a film or like theater or something well yeah because you guys are recording on your own and you know especially if you're recording in in studio like chances are you're never going to see anybody there except like yeah. if you're catching them at the end of a session or yeah exactly. if they're coming in bef you know after you yeah exactly that's but i think the one like relationship since we don't really get to talk to our co like co-workers co-stars a lot like you end up talking to the director and the um the audio engineer a lot you know these people start to be like the the person that like you're looking towards and it's interesting because you still have your personal space but they're behind the glass so it's like they're there but they're almost not and you know how long is the average session for you uh that really depends like for like like most animes that are not this big one, uh, they were probably like uh, an hour, may maybe two. But for this bigger one, I was doing, since we, we've finished um, recording up to the end of season one, uh, I was doing probably like two times a week at like four hours, maybe roughly, uh, a session. Which is pretty good. Like that was, I, I enjoyed it, you know. But after four hours, I do get tired. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a little bit exhausting, but it feels great. I mean, especially after like a four-hour session, especially, you know, I would imagine, you know, that that takes uh, a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it feels good. So I just, I don't know. I'm really grateful that I get the opportunity to even do it, you know? And what is the best and worst advice you've ever been given as an actor? Oh, damn, that's a great question, brother. Um, I think nowadays, I'm going to start with the best. Uh, the best advice I think is ever given is that 
nowadays people don't really want like they don't the, you're selling yourself as a person basically you know people are going to hire you for for you not for like the characters you can do i mean in voice voice over it's a little bit different because obviously if your characters are very very good that's going to get you something but for the most part a lot of people get hired on their voice and whatever your voice is it has many variants on it and that's going to be what is the the differential the different roles and stuff you know but like for the most part like the uh, don't work so much on like oh i can do i can impersonate and i can do this like just work on being an actor you know like voice acting is acting and that was probably like the best like advice i got i was like damn that makes a lot of sense and the worst advice i've ever been given and i think this is it's not even advice i think it's more like a like a, a heat of warning you know i feel like having studied through high school and college like it was always a very like you know, you might not make it and you know, it might be, you know, you might end up quitting or you might end up, it was just always like, they were, they were heeds of warning and I, and I get it, I get it. But like, I feel like that's not something that you should tell somebody, you know, like I understand wanting to like, let them know the road is going to be rough, but it's just, it's just not a great, like, like me personally, I, I've been I was having a conversation with my mom who's a very, very amazing, smart woman, right? And she's like, hey, you have to let go of that thought, you know, like you have to let go of the thought that like it's gonna be hard and that you're you're not gonna make it because there are so many people out there who who are like successful people who never had that thought and who probably will never have that thought, you know? And it's like it's very true. It is a very limiting thought. And it's like if you want to make it, you have to fully trust in yourself and the ability and like the universe in a way, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Um, I mean, you all. You, I guess, like you know, there there are going to be moments where you're going to be second guessing yourself. I mean, that's um, human nature at this point, right? I mean, you, no, you really a billion percent. You know, you can't really do anything about that. But like, I don't know, telling someone that you know you might you might not make it is kind of you know kind of a shitty thing to do, honestly. Yeah, I just, and I think a lot of that is also driven by the fact that our society is a money-based society, you know, and it's like, yes, you can make a, a lot of money in this industry, but realistically, that's not going to happen. It's odds and chances are against it, you know, and so I think people succeed that to mean that you failed, you know, but for a lot of people who honestly don't want to be have like zero care to be famous or get super dummy rich like they're just happy with the fact that they get to do this for a living you know yeah i mean you know you don't really need to like be an established name to like you know keep doing anime for the rest of your life you know it's yeah. it's it's fine you know <laughs> like... yeah absolutely as long as as long as you're happy with what you're doing like that's all that matters yeah, and um, you know, going back to you know, heaven, heavenly delusion, real quick. Um, what are some of your favorite moments in that show? All of it. Oh, I love all of it so much. It's so funny. I think, like specific moments in the series. Yeah, you know, specific moments in the series. You know, sure. I like the in the innkeeper part where he finds out that the the innkeeper girl is um, a Hiroko and. She's like seducing him and she's like half naked. And so he like tries to restrain her and then calls in, um, you know, his partner. And then she comes in and it looks like they're doing like very inappropriate things. And I don't know. It's just very funny. It's it's so funnily written. Everything about this show is so funny to me. Um, the bear is also a super funny little thing. Like 
he thinks he's like fighting a demon that looks like a bear, but he ends up fighting just a normal bear, which is so funny, um, which is a kind of a running inside joke with my friend group because in Don Gleese, there was also a bear. So they were like, what's up with you and bears? So I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> I really don't know. But um, it also gets really heavy. And I kind of find a lot of beauty in those heavy moments too. Like I enjoy the the slice of lifey like aspects of these two kids learning how to grow up and not only that in growing up in a post-apocalyptic world but also like a bunch of like heavier stuff that's going on too and those are just like I think it helps balance it and make it as a really like very like beautiful anime I mean the general um consensus I've you know got gotten from it is like both plot points deal with like the loss of innocence at some point both plot points deal with like children you know, being thrust in, into a world that, you know, is very uncaring and very mm-hmm. disgusting and, and like it's how you survive it. And, you know, you see the, you know, negative aspects of it and you see what happens to, you know, not only the kids, you know, from the from the nursery, but you also see like how it affects, you know, our two main characters and, you know, going forward, especially towards the end where it gets... um way more heavy than uh yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah there's a so my current friend group uh we're watching it together and unfortunately our schedules haven't been super great so we are waiting and they they don't know what happens and so i'm just i'm very both excited and not excited to get to that part uh, for obvious reasons i mean <laughs> i think uh what was it when we get to like one of the most um, heartbreaking moments in in the entire series so far for me was the um, you know let you have someone on the brink of of death who wants to die as a human and you know that that entire sequence was just utterly heartbreaking for me because it just you know it's a, it's a fantasy world but like you know seeing the, these two main characters you know help help this guy out and like you know the final her final request being that um she not only die as human but she also she also wants to see the sky for the last time yeah. and mm-hmm. you know it becomes much more harsher you know towards the end of the show when you realize like you know you know who these characters are you know yeah, <laughs> when, yeah you put exa- it to, exactly. like, when you put it together and that's the thing that's crazy about the show is like it's so purposeful but a lot of these things obviously you don't know so once you go back and like relook at them you're like dang that's crazy like everything is so intertwined in ways that they don't make obvious at first you know yeah i mean it doesn't make sense at first but then you realize oh no the the nursery um the nursery sections are you know a flashback and you know they took place before the 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 events of the main story and then you realize oh okay so you know like <laughs> you know uh, you know once you realize that and, and once you like really pay attention to what's going on in the nursery sections it explains what happens to a lot of the characters from the nursery sections in, in mm-hmm. the first season you know if you're yeah if you pay pay really close attention which uh, yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of people didn't and you know sometimes some people are probably confused about it but trust me like you know, if you go back, you know, it's it's there. Yeah, a hundred percent. It has a lot of re rewatchability, replayability, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's um honestly like to be honest, um 
like getting through the show was tough for me because it, it was mm. very heavy and yeah. it's been a while since I've actually watched an anime that actually had heavy themes like this. And I kind of like, sure. there were, there were plenty of times where I needed a break. Honestly, I guess mm-hmm. like, this is just way too much for me. Yeah. 1 billion percent. It gets, it gets really, really heavy at sometimes. Like even, so my mom, my mom never doesn't watch anime, but she watches the things that I'm in and, and she's like, this shows like, a lot. I, I need to take breaks. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> 100%. Cause I don't know. I mean, it's just so real is what it is. You know, there's like some like heavier, like animes out there, but a lot of it, I feel like it doesn't, it's not that it doesn't feel real, but there's still a, a sense of either like, like fairy tale-ness or some sort of extra thing. Right. But even though this isn't a post-apocalyptic world, it feels so real it feels like this is how it would happen if you know our universes were similar in a way aka monsters but it's like these moments that happen are like like that can happen anytime that could happen any to anyone like that's just it's just crazy yeah um honestly like you know the thing i enjoyed the most about the series wasn't the the fantasy elements i mean you 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 do get your little you know your monsters right. and your you know like yeah convoluted anime explain explanations <laughs> why this works right. and why it doesn't and right right uh, but i enjoyed like the human moments like because you know I, I like i said i enjoyed i i don't i don't want to say enjoyed but like you know the like i said like the the arc where they go to the hospital and you know have to help someone you know die as a human mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and I started to wonder, like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, when you want to die as a human and then, you know, you realize that all the mon- – that that was a great moment because it makes the, the viewer realize, like, all the all the man-eaters that they've been fighting at some point used to be human mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, but, you know, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, those are all, like, human people, you know? And that's, like, them. That's – it makes every monster that has been killed in the past a little heavier, you know? It may, it adds the weight of all of those. You're like, damn, those were all people at one point. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you get into the whole, you know, you start to understand like, oh no, these, you know, these mon- these monsters can have like offspring, and you know, they end up having like yeah. powers and stuff like that. So you know, it's 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 weird. <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely a lot. It's definitely very interesting. I'm very excited for the second season. Um, I have been meaning to buy all the all the mangas. I just want to like read them through, like all the way through. But I just haven't had the time to, unfortunately. But I'm, you know, whatever happens in the next season, I'm either on in the physical book or in the show. Who knows? It's gonna be, I think, super interesting. The way that my director has been talking about it, and I'm like, okay, like this sounds sick. Yeah, because I, you know, when I was done watching the show, I did end up reading all the the manga chapters that were released that took place like after the show. And because mm. I was interested to see what happened and yeah, it gets a little bit, a lot heavier. Let's just say. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good to know then <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And, and I, and I really do hope that it gets picked up for at least two, two or three more seasons. Cause I'm interested to see where the, you know, I like from what I've read, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah (laughs) yeah for sure i i i hope so as well i think this show has potential to be a very very good show i think that like it it maybe doesn't have like the animation of like demon slayer or like things like that but like i don't know i just i i 
again, very biased, but I really enjoy the show. You know, I enjoy like the real rawness of it. Yeah, it's it's very very grounded, and it doesn't it doesn't fall into like melon melon <laughs> melodrama at some point. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do agree. No, no, it's it's one just it's just one of those shows where I'm you know still thinking about it and after all this time like it's been like it, it took me a while to not only get through the entire show but like it took me a while to just digest what I what I what I'm yeah. what I just watched because it's just a lot to take in sometimes where it's like wait a minute <laughs> like what yeah for sure I think I think. I think the way that sometimes a show like shows you things, you're like, whoa, like what? <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> more on that. <laughs> but like, you know, you, you never get more until eventually down the line. And then you have to like, it's it's weird that it sometimes it kind of makes you put the two and two together. I feel like a lot of shows, once they have the one and then the two later, they'll connect it for you. But I think this show does a lot of times where like, they'll just give you the information and they don't really like explain it as much, you know, sometimes it's almost feels like it's a little Easter egg that you have to like put together, which is cool. But also I think, I think it would be cool if they like were a little bit more like, this is what's happening in the story because it's all, it's connected and it's kind of interesting. No, I mean, props to the, to the team uh, for, you know, not only taking this, this story and making it like work in in 22 minute episodes, because like, Mm -hmm. My my biggest complaint about the manga is that it just is it's a very hard read because it keeps jumping from like you know the past to the present and then you know sure. when you get when you um move past the anime point uh, they introduce more characters and more subplots and you know you, they introduce another main character a third main character to the, to the main group so it it becomes like this whole thing where it's like it became really hard for me to keep up with what was going on it's like. Okay, which timeline is this again? Like, cause I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I've been told as well about reading it. Yeah, so it's it's tough. Like, and and you know, props to the to the team for like taking because a lot of the sequences you you see in the show aren't um aren't like that in the manga. So you know, like a lot of a lot of sequences that happen in in, in earlier episodes have been moved it moved so mm. it, it's it's that very different sense. like very it's different a little more like a little more like cohesive yeah it's much more cohesive and much more mm. easier to understand because like this i think like i said my biggest issue with the manga is that it you know just trying to get a grasp of like where we are in the narrative sure. is very yeah, hard sure. because it's just yeah. keeps jumping from one person to one person and it's just like okay cool <laughs> yeah yeah no that's fair for 100 percent but yeah, um, seeing as like simul dubs are a thing, uh, do you watch the shows subbed beforehand to get a good feel of what you're doing, or do you not? Yeah, so I've I I used to watch anime before I was even in anime, so I've always I've always always watched them and subbed. So whenever I know I get a role, I, I I'll go watch the show or I'll go watch the show at least that I'm up to, and um, I'll just see see what happens to the character, just learn you know stuff like that. So I'll I'll even. Even the shows I don't do, I watch and sub still, you know. But sometimes when I know that I have, like, a homie who is in a show or something, I'll go watch it just to support them, you know, just to give, like, the stream the number. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, it's all it's all sub. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's – it's. I mean, it's it's whatever. Like, honestly, to me, it, it really makes no difference. Like, you know, if you watch it subbed or dubbed, I mean, it's it's the same – like, yeah, well, I mean it's not yeah, the same, uh, but like it's 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 you know anime is anime. 
Correct. You're getting the same story. You know, the, the only, the only difference is that you're just getting maybe like, like 95% of the story because since it's a Japanese thing, like there's a lot of like Japanese, like culture that's embedded into it that sometimes as Americans, either we don't understand or it just kind of gets like tossed away during the like translation like process. But I don't know. I'm, I, I enjoy getting the medium in the way it was made because you get a lot more of like the intentions for things and stuff, you know, a lot of cultural stuff that helps add to the story or helps us understand something, you know? Yeah. I mean, but again, it depends on the show because sometimes it, you know, like I said uh, previously, um, many times I, I feel like there are some subs that are pretty good and there are some dubs that are pretty good. So it's, yeah. it's like, you know, it's, that is true. You know, I mean, there is no, like, there is no definitive way to watch anime. You know, let's oh, no, honest, no, no, no. Absolutely, absolutely not. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's going to be whatever you enjoy more at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think the, you know, Heavenly Delusion, you know, like, is, is good, you know, both subbed and dubbed. It makes no difference to me. I think both are really good. And I, I feel like, you know, giving someone shit for, like, only watching it dubbed or only watching it subbed is kind of dumb. You know, sure. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's, it's the same show. You know, you're not like, mm-hmm. you know, like there's Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're getting the same thing, you know, at I mean, base at base value. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same show outside of like maybe one or two lines of dialogue that were changed yeah. from from mm-hmm. the from, you know, to to match the the lip flaps or make them, you know, like shorter cuz you don't have enough <laughs> lip flaps to to, you know. Yeah. Put all that yeah, that's a big thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> You know. Honestly, I feel like it. I want to say at least like ten to fifteen percent of all my sessions are just like rewrites. You know, it's it's a fair amount of time that we're just like rewriting these lines, either because the original like translation doesn't make sense or doesn't fit or whatever. So a lot of time, like in session, is just them like, okay, try this. No, that didn't work. Okay, try this, <laughs> and then eventually like, all right, we'll stick with that one. Yeah, especially when you watch a sub first and you. It, you realize like how how short the scene is and how like long the sentence is and it's like oh yeah no yeah. way they're gonna like put all that into the dub <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and, uh, and and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and you know i feel like and i said this many times before i mean if you have a team that um that cares about the source material and wants to to, to make the best version possible, then you'll end up with a great, uh, a great experience either way. But if you end, but if you have people who, you know, either don't care or just like, eh, you know, let's just get this done as quick as possible. Then you're not yeah. getting that, uh, the best experience. No, 1 billion percent. And you like nailed that on the head. That's That's exactly how it is. You know, you, you go to some studios and like they, some studios have like people who work there who are proud to work there. And, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, I spent basically all night working on this, you know, like they're very proud of their work. And that's, you can tell, you can tell when, when things come out of studios like that, you know, and then there's just places where they have people who are just there for the paycheck, you know, and we can't blame them in any which way, you know, they're doing what they got to do, but they're not also not getting paid to invest emotions and stuff into these shows, you know, and because of that, sometimes you can see the difference. Well, yeah, and especially nowadays with anime being as as big as it is, and all these shows getting picked up, I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine everyone's going to be like, okay, we're going to put out the best dub for everything we can. You know, we got to put like, right, you know, yeah, everything, you know, everything to everything. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, make the best show you want to make, but at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, I understand if like 
you know the dub isn't as as good as as the sub sometimes. I mean it happens, mm-hmm. but you know whatever. I mean, yeah. You know. And I just want to make this clear: like no one, no one goes out of their way to make a bad dub. Okay? Right. They're they're trying right, yeah. to make the best version, the that best they're... that they can. Yeah. 100%. I mean, or are getting paid to. Yeah, I mean they're not. You know, like it. It feels weird to me, like hearing people complain about you know English dubs, and I'm like. Look, no one. I've talked to many people who work in English dubs, both you know, from a localizing standpoint and from the voice actors. And I don't think that they go into these shows being like, "Oh yeah, let's 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 ruin this." You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm about like... to be the worst I can possibly be. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I agree. Like, that's just that's not how if you, people on these projects are trying to do the best that they can. You know? Yeah, I mean, sometimes. You know, I, I talked to the um, you know script adapter uh, for for um, for Demon Slayer, and and he even oh, cool. admitted he even admitted like sometimes they had to change stuff because like he looked at the lip flaps and it's like oh man that's too short like you know I can't yeah. I yeah. can't fit all that line of dialogue into yeah. that like two or three seconds like you need to change it so it's like you know uh, a line that was like really long in Japanese is like two or three seconds in in, in English so it's like okay fine that makes sense you know. Yeah. Mhm. So. You got to make it work. You got to make it work however you can, you know. <laughs> they they don't mean to like they don't mean to like ruin the integrity of it or anything. They're just like uh, just got to do what you got to do. And I feel like working in, you know, English dub, I had a lot more respect for the process of it. I was I was very hypercritical of dubs well before and you know now after now having been a part of the process and understanding why things are the way they are i'm like okay yes it makes a lot of sense and i respect everything every part of the process you know because everyone is working their little butts off it's so crazy yeah and how far we've come in the span of a couple years because like and I've said this before, like to to everyone who complains about like modern English dubs. That, like I said, go back and watch like uh, yeah. any any dubs from like the two thousands or the you know the the nineties, and and tell me like we haven't improved on you know when it comes to English dubs. Yeah, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because back then we did not care. <laughs> we did yeah. not care. <laughs> so do you do you watch both? How do you, how do you take your anime? I mean, it depends on the show. Um, oh, you know, so, okay. You know, I, I you know, again, he, I'm a huge JoJo fan, but I gotta watch it subbed because I want the correct stand names. I, I you know, like the oh the, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because okay. the um, localized names, I get why they're there, but it's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, that makes sense. You know, just yeah, changing. And, and and no offense to like the the dub performance, uh, the dub performers of that show. But I mean, if I'm gonna watch JoJo, I need to watch it subbed first because I need the correct stand names. I I need right. those. You know, it's like I said. You know, like there's like it's it's made for like a specific medium. You know, and so like watching something the way it's supposed to be made, you're you're gonna get a little bit more out of it. You know. Yeah, and I understand why they needed to change stuff because again, uh, copyright laws are you know a thing. Yeah, and- yeah, for sure. And um, you know, copyright laws are a thing, and some, and and if this was the only way to get it like localized, then I'm like, okay, fine, I don't mind it. And and there are there are d- tons of dub performances that I love in that dub. I I, f- I feel like that you know they never put out like a really terrible dub. But again, my only issue is the localization. I mean, it's it's you know the, those you know localized stand names are just not. 
you know, some are okay, and then some are really stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, uh... <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen, but I've 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 heard people say very similar things to you, actually. Yeah, it's like you know they change like sticky fingers to like zipper man, and it's like, oh, why? <laughs> You're like, okay. You're like, let's go back. <laughs> it's like, and again, and and that's and that's fine, you know. And I'm I'm. I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, oh, you know, how dare you like change this stuff? I mean, I understand why they did it. Like it's, it's fine. And, and sometimes like, look, I, you know, I've, I've watched the Chainsaw Man, uh, you know, I've, I've watched Chainsaw Man uh, dubbed and subbed and I kind of prefer the dub because it's much more, you know, it's much more over the top and fun than the, the mm, you know, that's fair. Bit. That's, that's very fair. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. Cause and a lot of people were like surprised at how good the quality of the the dub was for that. That they're like, oh no, the the English dub is really good. And and you know, <laughs> yeah, it got put on by an, a a pretty good studio, I believe. Yeah, I don't remember which one, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was a pretty big one. Which I mean, obviously, like I said, you know, the more money, the the better product you're gonna get. It's just the way of the world, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like you know, when I when I heard like you know Ryan Colt Levy was cast as was cast as Denji, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna watch the dub because like he's uh a phenomenal actor and you know yeah you know and i've told the story many times but like you know being middle eastern and not seeing any anybody that looks like me in these shows like i I was really happy to to, you know see someone who looks like me you know cat get get cast as the lead role in a really popular show and i'm just like man you know that's that's you know yeah absolutely yeah we love representation that's it's amazing you know like i'm i'm fully i'm full mexican and i seeing the dude who's gonna be like the the main character in the new one piece like live action like he's like you know mexican and that's or actually i'm not sure if he's mexican but he's hispanic i believe and so it's like that's cool like we love that we love that uh you know as someone who's primarily not american is getting this like lead role like that's crazy yeah i mean it's it's phenomenal and uh, and again it's it's one of those things where you know again like there is no like there's no definitive way to watch anime like you know subbed or dubbed it it makes no difference and you know and i've said this before i i i'm someone who you know watches both and like i said you know some some dubs are you know not that good and some subs are you know okay so it's it's fine you know it makes no difference to me if in if if you know if i'm gonna be watching like a really heavy show i kind of you know go into it a little bit you know subbed uh, subbed because you know i want to get you know the full experience but if it's like something but if it's like a you know comedy or whatever i'm like okay let's just watch this dubbed because i you know like you know yeah lighter for sure easier yeah it's more easy to 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 digest Digest. (laughs) correct yeah it's the that's that is the best way to put it it's just a little easier to digest yeah I mean, especially with like you know, when it comes to isekai shows, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna be watching this dubbed because I can't I can't I can't with those shows. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a little hard to follow. Sometimes, like those shows are just like, oh god, I you know, if I'm gonna listen to a character like explain power power levels for like for like yeah uh, for like uh, a, a, maybe like two three episodes or something yeah yeah like, <laughs> yeah a hundred percent no I agree. <laughs> I can do laundry while I'm listening to this dialogue that he's been thinking about for ten minutes. You know, like, <laughs> you know, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to read all of that. That's exhausting. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, it's fine in a manga if you're like li listening to, you know, if you're reading like characters in a monologue, it makes sense because again, it's like still images, so you know. It yeah, helps. I agree. It does. It does sit better in 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 a manga for sure. You know, it, you know, it's it's fine. You know, still images wise, but like if you're watching Dragon Ball Z and you're hearing like Goku go on for like hours about this dude's power level and what have you and i'm like oh god i don't care <laughs> shut yeah, up <laughs> yeah i just want to see if the bomb's gonna hit him i don't i don't care you know <laughs> just just do it <laughs> yeah for sure and uh you know seeing as you you know you're someone who watches anime what are some of your favorite shows um i started anime watching uh like well so actually the first anime i ever watched was fate stay night i believe or fate state zero fate zero one of the two and it was really good and that was like the first anime I ever watched well that's not true first anime I ever watched was dragon ball z and pokemon that was you know kids saturday morning cartoons type thing like that was just like cartoons to me but going in with like watching it in like you know japanese like the way and like i said the way that they make it like the first one was fate's day and it was really cool cool concept and then uh, I got recommended Cowboy Bebop, and um, I to this day love Cowboy Bebop with all of my soul. It's such a great anime. I start actually started with Samurai Champloo actually, and then went to Cowboy Bebop, and I love both of them. Um, uh, and Samurai Champloo was just so interesting because this was before you know lo-fi was like a popular thing on the internet. Before like lo-fi girl was like you know that that big thing that she is now. Like um, it, it had a, such a cool musical style, and I've always been really attracted to the music of a show and i think that both this show or uh, samurai shampoo as well as cowboy bebop have such great music like so cool for the fact that they're like their shows are so old you know they're like it's like 1990 like six and eight i think or something and so it's like dang those shows were so so good so before their time and like i feel like that's a common theme that a lot of people think but um i, I have to give my third definitely to one punch man i just love one punch i think it's so funny I think it has humor, like humor of satire, just like down. Like it's like so great. Oh yeah, one One Punch Man is great. I mean, well, first season anyway. <laughs> Second yes, season. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> I I tend to I tend to forget that there's a season two in my head. You know, I think there's a, a part of me that just chip clipped that away. Like that didn't happen. <laughs> oh man, like you know, I, it's heartbreaking because especially if you like you read the manga and it's beautifully illustrated and then you watch like season two and it's like oh this is not good <laughs> yeah yeah for sure it just like i don't know it just feels like it's weird going from such high stakes to to the stakes being a lot less like high you know it it makes me not really as invested yeah, and and it's it's it doesn't help that you can tell it's a different studio because like you look at season one and it's very detailed. That you know it's you know season one is very madhouse. I mean, you can tell that 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 studio was the one that made that that the first season because it's very mm -hmm. mad. It has that madhouse style, you know, that was really popular back in like the the two thousands. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. God, like what was it like two thousand five? I think that was like peak madhouse. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And, and, but then you know you go to like season two and it's Jay Z staff, JC staff, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, this show altogether, great show. But I, I do agree with what you're saying, hundred <laughs> percent. It's just like, 
Uh, here's hoping. I I really hope that uh, whoever whoever um, is given the animation duties for season three uh, does a good job with it. Cause uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has such potential too. Just the the concept of the show has such great potential. You know, it's like if they do this right, they can make it could be like huge. Yeah, I mean, especially season one. Season one was just so so beautifully animated. Like it it matched like the style of uh, what the show is, and and mm-hmm. I really love it. And then, you know, you go to season two, and it's like, uh, you know, like you know, you, you it's it's like you're taking something really good, and like you're just like you know not no, giving yeah. it the love and attention it deserves. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It it did to me feel a little bit like of like they're just trying to trying to milk it a little bit. I think that, like, I mean, because it's, like, season two, it just makes me, the question I ask myself during season two is, why do I care about all these characters when I came to watch the most overpowered man live a very normal life, you know? And then they they keep introducing these, like, characters, and they're, like, main characters, just not, like, a baddie that gets beaten in, like, you know, like, in the show. So I'm like, yeah, you guys are cool, but, like, this dude literally doesn't care. Like, he's so powerful that, like, nothing scares him he feels no emotions besides sad when he misses like the store coupon you know like crazy yeah <laughs> that's where the humor comes from is just like having an right yeah like... <laughs> exactly and that's that's the whole show that's the appeal of a show is that humor which then i guess gets kind of really lessened a lot in the second season when they try to involve the rest of the universe more but like that's unfortunately not really what i came for for the first season you know yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I get it. Like, I get I get why a lot of people dropped it off because you know it's not. It becomes like you know this whole big thing, and yeah, you know, I I get it, I I get it. But you know, I I feel like you know as a concept, One Punch Man is a lot of fun, and you know, I, I get it. Like, I get I get why the later parts of the manga d- don't appeal to people because it's like you know this big universe thing, and you know it becomes like a Know, this whole franchise and, and i get it but you know it's still fun yeah no it is it, it is if you didn't go in with the expectation of the first season the second season still would have been great you know well i mean it, it, I, I don't know about great <laughs> you know? okay that's okay that's no 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 that's fair that's fair but it would it would still be a good show you know I mean, again, because it's not the story that's the problem. It's like the animation is just so cheap, and and it's just like I can't, I can't stand looking at it. It's just like, oh, what, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, my child, you murdered him. <laughs> but yeah, you know, One Punch Man is great. At, you know, Cowboy Bebop, you know, classic to this day. I, I'm I'm shocked at how well that show holds up. Yeah, you me know, too. It's, it's like. God, how many years old now, and it's like still just so good. Oh, and it's like and, almost almost twenty years old at this point. Yeah, and uh, and still to this day, I think that's the only show I prefer watching dubbed over sub because I I feel like the dub cast were just so perfect. And yeah, 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 that is also a very, very, very common thing that I hear from a lot of people as well. So I watched it. I I've seen it dub like a couple episodes of but i also watched the sub and everyone who i know is well not everyone who i know is, but you know a lot of people that i know who watch it are like yeah this the sub like the sub is like probably the greatest sub and i'm like damn that's crazy <laughs> so good yeah so good I, I feel like it just um it just epitomized not not only the the time but it it just like it's just crazy how um how 
how the story is just not is is not only like uh, you know timeless but like it still holds up to this day and um and i still and there are still t- there are still moments from that show i still think about to you know to this day and and it's mm-hmm. like ah oh, so good it's like i i i yeah i, I agree yeah. There's, there's like there's like shots there's like stills of the show that like every once in a while just come up in my head you know i'm like damn that was so cool or damn that's that looked so pretty you know or that sounded so good like yeah, it's just it's it's one of those shows that's like a once in a once in a lifetime type type piece of media where you just look at it and you're like, yeah, this is like this is the peak. Like this is you know, to me it, it's 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 the show that I you know, when when whenever someone says like, you know, what are animes that you recommend, I always say Cowboy Bebop. I always <laughs> me feel too. like, you know, me too that's a show you need to watch at least once in your life. I don't care. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's an experience you should never miss out on. And then if you, you know, it's, Oh God, I, there's still so many moments. I'm like, just thinking about, you know, to this day, you know, the fight with, with vicious, you know, in the yeah. church and, Oh mm-hmm. God, that's so beautifully animated, man. I just, I feel really bad for the people who watched the live action and was like, Oh, this is what it is. Cause it's like, like, yes, but no, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, yeah, like that was like this this story ish, but also like it it's it works because it's in animation, you know. Like a lot of the stuff that make it it and that gives it what makes it so important and loved is like these things that were done because of the medium, you know. Like we have, like I was saying, we have these beautiful like shots of like that that wouldn't really be as cool or as pretty if it was done in person, you know. Yeah, and and I think that was my main complaint about the live action series is that you're just taking something and trying to recreate it without understanding what the appeal is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, like the again the live action show, I I don't want to be like you know uh, saying it's like the most awful thing ever because I, I've seen way worse adaptations. True. <laughs> like uh, true. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. A hundred percent. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, uh, look, I, I feel like I'm not going to sit here and, and act like it's a hidden gem because it isn't like there are some parts of it I liked. But, you know, stretching out 22 minute episodes into like 46 minute episodes was just a terrible idea. You know, trying to do like multiple storylines into like one episode was just a really terrible idea. And I get why they wanted to give Sid, uh, not Sid, uh, uh, Vicious and uh, Julia more screen time, but that that subplot is just, ooh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be real with you. I did not. I watched like like an episode, maybe two, and I was like, yeah, I have zero interest in ruining one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm okay, and I just stopped watching. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you look at it and it's like, yeah, no wonder the show lasted one season. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Because I, I feel like they spent way more money on this than they should have. And, you know, they expected it to be a hit. And it's like, yeah, no, you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the One Piece and uh, Avatar uh, adaptations fare out better because uh, the, the, the Cowboy Bebop one, uh, no. <laughs> I feel like there has been so many bombs at, at like so many bombed live adaptations that at this point I hope the studios have learned. You know, like I understand going in with like, oh, this was a story that people like, so let's just turn it to like 
to uh you know live action i understand that it that initial ignorance let's call it you know like them not knowing but after so many bombings you ha- you would have to think they would have to look at this and be like what's what's going on why why is this not working so i'm i'm also really hoping that some of the next big couple ones are also going to be like good you know i feel like it's finally time when they wise up and are spending their money for the better yeah i and i'm not i'm not one of those look i mean i'm not one of those people who's like who wants stuff to fail i think that that type of attitude is just really toxic and i just don't yeah i agree i I, I don't understand like why people you know want something to fail even if you don't like you know even if you don't like something like wanting it to fail is just like you know what does that give you nothing you know that's Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. that's not a fulfilling life and i think that you know can you do a live action, you know, version of a, of an animated show? Maybe I don't know. I I haven't seen one that that works. I mean, the closest is maybe like the the Japanese Death Note movies mm. that they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it really depend depends on the anime. You know, like like Death Note would be like obviously like the reason that one worked is because the animation, like the the fact that was animation didn't play that big of a role. You know, like that's something that could have been live action. I feel like even in a way, like maybe even um Heavenly Delusion would be one that's not that bad that, that would work a little bit more. But like you can't do something like One Punch, you know, because the the comedic and ridiculousness of it wouldn't translate over. It would feel like way too like slapsticky. You know, that's the one thing about animation that like we get is there's these crazy scenarios in these in these animated worlds, but because they're animated it fits and it feels like more real and understandable as opposed to like that exact situation if humans were to do it, like real life humans, it would be like like watching someone hit someone over the head with a hammer, you know, it's so like basic like slapstick. Yeah, no, I agree. I I feel like you know if you're if you're gonna do, I I mean I know some people don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. I feel like there are tons of things that just don't translate well into into live action. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like you know trying to take a concept and and be like, oh, let's do a live action version of that. I I feel like it doesn't translate well because you kind of mm-hmm. need that. You know, it's it wasn't made with with live action in mind intentions, you know? right? Yeah, I mean Avatar, maybe like I, you know, you can because it, sure. it, it, it. I mean, the story is very like you know, hero's journey. Yeah. So I can, I can see that maybe working as a as a live action series, but at the same time, it's like I don't know, man. Like, ask yourself, like, what what are we missing? You know, like, does this need to be live action? Like, hundred percent. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great to like watch, you know, a live action adaptation of Dragon Ball Z? But I'm like, you know, Dragon Ball Z is just one of those things. It's just it just does not translate well into live action whatsoever. Yeah. Like you can yeah. you can try, but certainly it, it just it just doesn't work. It it's too silly to to take seriously in live action. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I don't think I would be able to like. I think I think it would be cool. Like let's say like in a perfect world where CGI is amazing, like. I would love to see that, but we don't live in that world yet, you know, where we are all so used to intake of media. We all have a very keen and trained eye on what is real and what is not real. Any sense of like CGI that looks fake automatically is just going to make that look so bad. Like that would be something that would be cool in a perfect world, but like, I don't think we we can currently make that look good, you know? (laughs) 
I mean, it's not just even CGI. It's just like the, you know, like looking at like Vegeta's, you know, like original outfit, you know, the armor and, and, and what mm-hmm. have you. It's like that, that, that just looks too silly to, you know, live yeah. action. I don't yeah, think that 100%. that translates well, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and people are like, oh, but what about cosplay? I mean, cosplay is just someone dressing up as a character. They're, right. they're not there for like the entire, you know, like they're not asked to, to, to do like an entire, like, you know, two or two or three hour movie. It's like, it's just like, they're just there for the con, you know, and you can take yeah, that in, you know, true. your mind, you know, doesn't, you know, you can, you can appreciate that because like, oh, that's cool. You know, they're cosplaying as so-and-so and, and, you know, much love to cosplayers for, you know, doing all the practical yeah, effects or what have you. 100%. But, they, look, but, they look great. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been to like a couple conventions and I've seen like some pretty impressive cosplay. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna look at that and be like, oh yeah, that that looks like, yeah, uh, you know, someone <laughs> like someone in like yeah. st- styrofoam armor. Yeah, that that's gonna Correct. look great and in like a in like a live action. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And even like the best ones that like maybe people spend like thousands of dollars doing, and you're like, damn, that could look like a costume set. Even those, like they can't like turn their body certain ways. You know, they're always like having to like redo stuff and relay stuff and reglue stuff. And it's like it's just it's just not practical in order to make it look like really, really, really good. Not like cosplay, just like costumes in general, like. For like the actual productions yeah that's why i'm 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 fine with like uh studios taking a li- you know um liberties with 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 certain costumes because again like i love superheroes but you know looking at some of these designs i'm like yeah some of the stuff just does not translate well into live action you know you can try but you know sometimes it's just like a little bit too silly so you have to like change it up a little bit you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah make it a little more real you know yeah <laughs> Um, anyway, um, God, we've rambled on long enough, but like went way off topic. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? No, sure. Go ahead. How long have you been watching anime? How did you get into it? Oh gosh. (laughs) Sit back and let's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. (laughs) I'll get my popcorn. I'm ready. (laughs) So back in the 1990s, we used to have these things called VHSs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm, of course, a good old VHS. Uh, you know, but growing up here, uh, we used to get like a lot of um, Arabic dubbed shows that I did not realize were animes. I thought that they were just cartoons. Like we used to get like mm. you know, uh-huh. UFO Grandizer. That's really huge in the Middle East because that was like one of the one of our first exposures to anime, and we didn't even know that was anime. It was just like really, you know, these sure. we, like we 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 just thought it was like a cartoon. But, you know, I, I didn't get into anime until, like, years later when I um, stumbled, stumbled across a little show called The Giver, you know, back, you know, during, you know, during, um, during a trip to, like, the VHS store. And I looked at, like, the VHS mm. cover and I'm like, oh, what, what is this? You know, The Giver. It looked really cool. You know, you had yeah. like, really cool character. And then, you know, I watched it and I was like mortified because I was way too young to be watching something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was like my main introduction to anime. Like, it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is interesting. Like, there's, there's this whole genre of like cartoons that weren't aimed at like kids. I'm interested mm-hmm. in this. And then, you know, you watch, you know, Dragon Ball Z, obviously, obviously that was the, that was the one that really got me hooked on anime, like you know, mm-hmm. Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, 
Right, right, right. Like those were the ones that are like, okay, you know, this is like what anime is. And then what language did you watch those in? Uh, we watched those in Arabic, you know, because okay, cool. I, I remember watching, um, what was it, uh, Dra- not Dragon Ball Z, but like, you know, during the height of Pokemon, you know, we, it's like, we only had access to the subs, but not the subs, but we only had access to like the dubs back then. So it's like, yeah, you know, Arabic dub, cool. You know, English dubs, cool. You know, it's like, yeah, that, well, yeah you'll take whatever you can get yeah, for sure. Because we didn't have access to the subs. Like it wasn't right. Until, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah. something like, I think that we don't, we don't, we don't, we take for granted. Nowadays you can watch whatever show you want in whatever language, but like, you know, back then, back when you had to go pick it up, like you didn't get to choose that. You got, you got whatever you got. <laughs> Yeah, and um, it wasn't until like years later that I finally watched Pokemon Subbed, and it's like, wow, this is an entirely different show than what we got. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Because, uh, you know, a lot of editing to make it more family-friendly. <laughs> for sure, yeah, 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 ab- absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that was my main introduction to it, and, and, I, and, and I've had like, you know, on-again, off-again relationship with anime, like I, you know... Like I said, love Cowboy Bebop. You know, Death Note is one of those shows that you know took me a while to get you know yeah me too to to, to get you know into. But you know, I love it now. Yeah, I mean, the first half anyway. <laughs> Second half, I'm you know, uh, you know yeah 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 that little <laughs> ending. Uh, I also sometimes forget it happened, like season two of One Punch, but it's there. We still give it. We pay its respects as an art as whole. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, and I'm, and I'm now more, you know, doing this show and, and seeing like the state of animation, what it is now. And it's like, yeah, I feel like I, I need to like go back into being more open into to watching anime. Cause, cause I, I spent years just watching like the popular shows and that was it. Like, you know, Hey, you know, let's watch Penny and Stocking. Let's watch, you know, Kill a Kill or Attack on Titan or whatever. And, yeah. and that was it. Like, that was my main exposure to anime. Like, it was just like the popular shows. And that was it. It's like, okay, For I'm sure. good. But now I'm I'm more open to it. I'm more in, open to experimenting. I'm more open to like watching, you know, back-to-back shows, you know, and, and being like, okay, let's, you know, let's take this seriously. Let's like, you know, you know, see what, see what we can find. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. It's, it's like, it's almost like in 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 music. There's a term called crate digging, and it's when you're going into like old like vinyl shops and just going and like searching for like things. Like in a vinyl shop, you can find almost anything. You know, it's the same concept with the, with anime. If you go in and search, you can find an anime for almost anything. You can one billion percent find an anime for your liking. You know, it's it's such a diverse, like deep like well that you know a lot of people don't even look into a lot of people only know the popular ones yeah and and i think that's one of the main issues i have when it comes to uh modern fandom is that when you talk to someone who's like oh i'm into anime and they can only name like the popular shows i'm like well you kind of not you know <laughs> you really haven't experienced like a lot of a lot if you're just watching the popular stuff honestly you know yeah, yeah, but there's just so much. It's just it's hard to consume it all, anyways. You know. <laughs> yeah, but then you end up with with this with this whole thing where you watch this really this this show that you really like, and it's like I wonder what people think about this show, and then you try to look it up, and you know, just like one well, comment, <laughs> you can barely find anything about it, and it's like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's like okay, it's fine, you know. <laughs> 
I just spent... like I guess you're like I guess I'm gonna be the person to start the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just spent a weekend watching the entire series. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm more open to experimenting. I'm more like open to watching anything nowadays. Like, uh, I think one of my a show I really liked uh, was called The Night, but I don't, I, I haven't like seen anybody talk about that online. And I'm like, okay, fine. Oh, you know, it's, it's yeah. It's just like, okay, you know, I guess I'm the only one that watched this. <laughs> yeah. You're like, thanks for making that for me and only me, I guess. <laughs> it's like, it ends on like a really terrible cliffhanger. And I'm like, uh, can we get a season two, please? I really want more of this. <laughs> You're like, can somebody else watch this so the studio can think there's maybe two or three people watching this? <laughs> And that's another thing is that, you know, you, you get invested in the show and then you realize, oh, I want more of it. Oh, there isn't any more of it. Okay. <laughs> True. That's, that is the thing though, right? About having such like, there's so many options that a lot of the time, sometimes those options stop where they stop, you know? And you're like, damn, like that sucks. Like what happened? You find out somebody died or like, you know, the, the studio company went into debt. Like you're like, damn, that sucks. Like this is such a cool form of media. I also want to say, you know, uh, people take for granted the idea of of multiple seasons for shows now, because back then, in in the in the nineties and two thousands, all we got was like one adaptation and maybe yeah. a follow up if you're lucky. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, like I mean, honestly, some of my favorite animes are just a season, like season two seasons. I I love, I love to see an art piece as a whole right so like it's hard to judge for me like big 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 works like like um like one piece like dragon ball z because there's so much to it like i i don't know where it ends starts and begins i know where it starts but i don't know like the process through and everything but with like a one season anime like a two season anime like you you can be like that was great from like start to beginning like start to end like that that was i love that you know like the conclusion made sense or you know stuff like that yeah, I mean that's why I love um, Helsing uh, Helsing Ultimate because it just takes the takes the manga and and makes it into like you know these short OVAs that you can watch and I'm like okay that that's 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 cool you know this is a really good adaptation of the manga you know unlike the original anime which was just uh, you know they adapted what the chap they adapted the chapters that that were around at the time and then they're like oh we don't have any material to adapt. Let's just make stuff up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like years later, it's like, okay, here's a more faithful adaptation of, of, of the show. So anyways, this is what really happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, it's every full Metal Alchemist fan. It's like, oh, what do you mean? Uh, br- uh, what was it? Uh, the original anime isn't, isn't uh, you know, like the manga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like it's the original one. How does that make any sense? God, it still feels it still feels weird, like comparing you know uh, Alchemist to Brotherhood because they're just so different shows, like just different shows in general. And it's like, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, <laughs> I've rambled on long enough about anime now I, you know i'm pretty sure no yeah absolutely like, too yeah people are getting sick of it it's like oh you know <laughs> uh before we wrap this up uh can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and where can people find you online sure um uh i am currently just 
chilling at the moment, actually. Just worked on a, a something that, unfortunately, I can't talk about, but I will be posting soon. Um, and I did a couple commercials, which is nice. Always just a nice little middle ground between shows and stuff. We're just waiting. Hopefully, hopefully Heavenly Delusion gets a season two. That would be amazing. I would love that. That would be a dream come true. So uh, we're looking out for that. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jonathan P. Leon. Um, also on threads i'm on threads which is that new thing I, I don't post yet but i maybe will maybe who knows um but yeah feel free to say hi or you know reach out all right thanks so much for taking the time off to do this this has been a lot of fun and if you ever want to come back you know where to find me yeah thank you very much for having me good sir i really appreciate you all right take care bye-bye yeah have a good one